Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A good Friday to you. It's the afternoon rush. 7.30 the game. Molly Cotton, Mark Yarbrough, we are with you until 4.30 here on this Friday edition of the afternoon rush. And a big thanks to you for spending your Friday with us. We are with you until 4.30 as the Astros and Rangers are taking over following the show. That series tied up at two apiece. And also Diamondbacks and Phillies uh, will be following that game right here on 7:30 the game coming up 15 minutes from now Matt McKillop Davidson basketball head coach will be joining us at 2:15 if you can believe it less than a month away of college basketball getting started allegedly mark you know where I am with Yeah are you going to tell coach that it doesn't really start yeah. till March. Uh, I'll probably keep that, that one on the DL. <laughs> I'll, I'll just between okay. you and me. I got you. I'm not. I won't. I won't. I won't tell him. So I mean, certainly in the early games. Sooner, but... Really, you're like in there. November? I, I know. I know you don't watch any. <laughs> I do. I'm a part of you it. Make, you make fun of everything I watch. I watch uh, that's them. another thing no, you can add no, to the no, list. No, I watch no. college basketball I before only, March. I have only made fun, not only, but um, <laughs> I made fun of the Ryder Cup viewing. And that I feel like well, was that one that turned out justified. to be stupid. That, that turned yes. out to be stupid. I feel okay. I don't make yeah. fun. No, I just no, know that, that, that you watch everything. That, Ryder Cup, I absolutely made. That fun was of on you. me. That was a yeah. me problem. Yeah, and if so. it's to your face, does it count? At least I'm doing it to your yeah, face, exactly. right? Well, well, you had every right to do it God. on that one. That I, was, that like was a said, bad choice. I feel okay about that. I'm yeah. justified in that. So Matt McKillop will be joining us at two fifteen. Bill Bender joining us in this two o'clock hour at two forty five. Talking college football, big one today and some bit or this weekend. And some Big Ten action, also some ACC action as well. We will have Pickham at 315. Al Wallace still leading the way, but just slightly. A two-game lead over myself uh, there in Pickham. So we'll get to that at 315. And Aaron Beard of the AP joining us to talk more ACC college football. Always taking your calls today at 704-332-0173. 704-332-0173. You can also text into the text line 704-800-4827. Find Mark on Twitter at Mark Yarbrough. Now I'm on Twitter at Molly ESPN 730. Had some Thursday night football last night between the Saints and the Jags. The Saints 
come up short thanks to a Moreau uh, drop as he was wide open in the end zone. Jags beat the Saints 31-24. Now, we talked yesterday, Mark, the possibility of the Saints going on any type of run. Look, this is a Saints team that has been disappointing offensively, and this Derek Carr experiment has been underwhelming, to say the least here, uh, for the New Orleans Saints. And while we look at the Saints' schedule, and sure, you won last night, you look at these next two games, they are winnable here for New Orleans with the Colts and the Bears. Sure, I'd favor the Saints in these two upcoming games, but not winning last night just takes the wind out of the sails already of now a 3-4 and four football team that's yet to really find its footing in a certainly winnable NFC South. It does, and for the majority last night, that this offense looked pretty putrid. Uh, you know, they get two turnovers early. They can't do anything with them, really. Uh, could only muster three field goals there for a while. And then, you know, towards the end of the game, that they found something on the offense. They, they went a little no huddle. They picked up the tempo, and things seemed to start clicking with Derek Carr and Michael Thomas and Alave and Kamara. And, and this offense started looking like I kind of thought we would see this offense look. It, it took the majority of this game, but it started happening. You mentioned the Moreau drop, and I, I feel bad for, for Foster Moreau. We know he, he'd gone through a lot with the Hodgkin's disease and – that's in remission, and that was just that was tough to watch. You could just see him sitting there on the bench after the game with it, with his you know his, his helmet on and his hands on top of his head. He just like I can't believe I dropped that pass. And teammate after teammate after teammate You're like co- co- coming over, room. yeah, yeah. Alvin Kamar basically walked him to the locker room, so you felt bad for him dropping that pass. But you know maybe they maybe they found something there. But the one thing Molly that I, that I, I took away last night, and we saw this last week with the Saints. And he addressed it right after the game. I have never seen Derek Carr so animated yeah. with his teammates. Mm-hmm. I thought that was wow. I mean, he he basically showed Chris Olave up. Uh, there was a, a play where Olave stopped and and he overthrew him, and he, he just came out. What are you doing? What are you doing? And we, I don't remember seeing Derek Carr act that way with the Raiders. And he, he looked. It would be natural for him to be pressing. He, he he signs this deal with the Saints. A lot of expectations. Him coming to New Orleans, and up until this point, he has not delivered. Uh, so I, I get where he's, you know, feels like he's under pressure. But I, I'd never seen him kind of behaving that way. And he 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 talked about it afterwards, saying, "Look, I I got to do better. I chill out a little bit." I, yeah, that's exactly what he says. I chill out. Uh, I I you know he can't be showing up his teammate, and you wonder, hey, is that something where? Everybody's on the same page as far as, hey, everybody's frustrated. We get it. Or, you know, is that something that you talk about chemistry? And obviously the chemistry hasn't been there yet between Derek Carr and these receivers. Does that hinder this chemistry building? We'll see. But that's just something that's been noticeable the last few weeks is just his frustration very visible out there on the field. Yeah, I even noticed it at times against the Carolina Panthers, and I was surprised. And this is an offense who got going there in the second half was not good at all. In the first half for the Saints against Carolina, but certainly he's got to be pressing a little bit. He's feeling a little bit of pressure. And that frustration is it with the situation and himself, and it's got to be because this is now it. For you, I mean, especially yeah. to prove what happened last year with the Raiders, right? They bench you, you lead at that point, at least you lead the league in interceptions. You step away from the Raiders. All that is, all right, as copacetic as it can be, I guess. You end up in this new situation, and again, in an NFC South where 
it's kind of it's not it's embarrassing if you can't win this division yeah. at this rate with a quarterback like Derek Carr. So he should be frustrated. Like like I'm frustrated standing up for Derek Carr as much as I have as hey he's a good quarterback we don't pay enough attention to him. Well there's a reason because he doesn't have enough success and we do that even coming into this year. I struggled with you know how good is Derek Carr going to be when we've seen him with really good teams and yet they've come up short and certainly zero postseason success there for Derek Carr. So. He should be frustrated. This whole team should be frustrated because of the the failures that it's been there in New Orleans. Yeah, and you know maybe they found something there at the end of the game with that offense. But you know, meanwhile on the other side, the Jags, we knew Trevor Lawrence was probably going to play, but you weren't sure. But you sure couldn't tell they had a knee injury last night. The way he was running, Molly, and it was weird because you saw a couple of times where they could have done maybe quarterback sneaks on, on, you know, third and fourth and short or whatever, and they chose not to, and, and you know, they kept bringing up, well, that knee, you know, you don't want your quarterback. Well, he's not doing sneaks, but he's running. He's yeah. running with the ball a couple of times, and he had, you know, one of his best running games he's ever had as a as a pro. So that was odd, but uh, nice win for the Jags on the road, and Trevor Lawrence finally finally wins in Broke that building. His, I guess, personal <laughs> yeah. course yes. at the right. Superdome uh, for Trevor Lawrence. Now, as for the Jags, I've got them in my second tier of AFC. And I only have one team in the first tier. The one team right now is the Dolphins. And I asked, uh, I guess yesterday, I'm completely blank- blanking on who that NFL guest was yesterday. Of just, it, it does feel, thank you. Very, I knew you could fill in the blank for mm-hmm. me. It, it's the Dolphins, and at this point, everybody else. Um, it, and we'll see this weekend, maybe against the Eagles, what happens elsewhere in the AFC. So Dolphins in that first tier. In that second tier, I'll have the Bills, uh, Chiefs, and Jags all right there. I'm still struggling there with the Bengals. I know what people want to say, hey, we told you not to sleep on them don't forget about the Bengals maybe they're an honorable mention but they're now to me not in the second tier just because of the the majority of the season that it has been now you continue to play the way you have the past couple of games and sure I'm elevating the Bengals in that second tier the Ravens as well an AFC North team that record I should probably have I don't uh, and it's not just me being a Steelers hater. They're just not that good. And, and I think we'll see that uh, against the Detroit Lions this weekend. So the Jags, I do put right up there with the Bills and Chiefs in that second tier. I guess I can't argue too much on that. I, you know, I I don't, for some reason, when I watch the Jags, I don't feel like they're on the same level as the Chiefs or the Bills. But it's hard to say they're not that, because they're just like, okay, well, the record says they're right, they're right and, and there. I, so I do hear you on that. Is there a little bit of the, and, you know, we talk college football brands all the time. Is it, especially with the Chiefs? I mean, look, they're very well sleepwalking through this regular season. Yeah. But it's we give the Chiefs kind of a pass we, because they're the Chiefs. We know what the, the really good Chiefs look like, and we're like, we're still waiting. We're like, all right, we know it's there. It's we're just waiting. I don't. Is this the best the Jaguars can play? I don't know. I, yeah. I guess that's maybe that's why I'm hesitant to say they're right there because same thing with the Bills. We've seen the Bills when they're really good, what mm-hmm. they did to Miami. But we've also seen the Bills when they sh- probably should have lost to the Giants the other night. Right, so. and that's the even with the Bills, like the inconsistencies <laughs> yeah. there. I mean, again, you've seen what they've done to Miami, and I am still taking Miami. A, a, a gap ahead of the Buffalo Bills right now. Stuff has been more consistent. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, as far as Trevor Lawrence goes, it may, probably I think 
I think underrated and maybe that's weird to say of what they've done here recently we know how bad it started uh, for him that, that happens when you have Urban Meyer as your head coach your rookie year but how bad it started now how relevant he is and the Jags are but I do feel like it's underrated because it's the Justin Herberts of the world even like Jared Goff right now I feel like is getting as much love it that's rightly so Brock Purdy it does feel like these other quarterbacks are still getting a little bit more love than Trevor Lawrence truly is at this point but Evan Cohen says he's taking Lawrence as his quarterback for the next five years There was a saying I heard a long time ago, what's wrong with being number two? And that's the theme of the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. What's wrong with being number two? I think Trevor Lawrence right now is the second best quarterback that I would have on my team for the next five years outside of Mahomes. If you said to me... Over Burrow? Over Burrow. Wow. Right this Mm. second. I, I love Trevor Lawrence. And as much as I love Trevor Lawrence, apparently I don't love him as much as I thought I did. That's some real love right there. That is underrated, but I am taking Joe Burrow. Yeah. But... Maybe to partly Evan Cohen's point, maybe that should and is a different conversation after this season. Like you said, have we seen? Are we seeing the best of the best Jags? I don't think so. I think they could be be better here uh, come this end of the season and into the postseason. Whereas Joe Burrow and the Bengals, we've seen the best of the best. We've also seen this season. Maybe we're chalking it up to a calf injury. I don't know. Maybe we're not. Maybe we got the best of the best of Joe Burrow. I find that hard to believe. But while I still will take Burrow here as that second next next quarterback for the next five years this could be a closer argument at the end of this season and I think it should be if this year continues to go the way that it has and the ups and downs the way that it's been for Joe Burrow and the Bengals you know I think for for the Jags I think we expected them to just kind of take control of this division from the get-go and that that didn't happen they did they've kind of meandered here through the first six, seven weeks, but maybe the last couple of weeks we're starting to see the, the Jags kind of find their footing. You know, they had the loss at home to Houston, which at the time looked like, you know, what is happening here? But then maybe it doesn't look as bad now with the way that Houston has, has turned out to be, but still that's a game you would have thought they would have won at home. But yeah, I, I don't know if we've seen the best of Jacksonville. Probably not. Because even last night, I don't know, Ridley wasn't a huge factor in the offense. But I'm kind of with you on Lawrence. I think we still uh, haven't seen his best football yet. Do you feel like he's a little underrated? I had such probably, an and, and it's, it is, but it's it's, pro, it's it's because he plays in Jacksonville. Yeah, if he played somewhere else, he'd be getting a lot but of love. It's like it's, it's this is still a team that and look, you beat the Chargers last year in the postseason, but you still had that comeback win. You were close to beating the Chiefs. It's almost an it is an insult. It's, it's an insult at this point to be like, oh, but it's Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah Doug Peterson is your it, head coach. It's like this is the team. Everybody, I don't even know if it's waiting for the next shoot. But it takes or time what. to get that kind of. You know, stigma off of you. Yeah. Uh, you know, still, that's the, still the Jags. This isn't still the Blake Jags. Bortles yeah, Jags. you know, you have no, to state your daddy's Jags. Yeah. A, you know, <laughs> it's a different Jags. Uh, one year ago today, Mark, San Francisco traded for Christian McCaffrey. So we will get into that one year anniversary uh, as the show goes on. As the show goes on, and if it paid off for the Carolina Panthers, we'll take a break. Mac McKillop joining us straight ahead. Davidson basketball head coach next. The afternoon rush. Thanks for joining us. Seven thirty. The game. Molly Cotton and Mark Yarbrough. 
Our text line is open for you at 704-800-4827, 704-800-4827. About 10 minutes from now, Bill Bender will be stopping by to talk the big weekend and college football. He'll be at Ohio State and Penn State tomorrow, so that should be a good one. Ohio State hosting Penn State, a good one, a big one for both these head coaches here in the Big Ten. You, of course, have Alabama and Tennessee as well, and some ACC action with Florida State and Duke in the game nobody's talking about is Clemson and Miami. Who thought we would be there at this point for Clemson and Miami? And Missouri, by the way, hosting South Carolina. Missouri a chance to go 7-1 and one this season. Who saw that coming? Not I, Mark. And every Missouri game seems to be wild pretty entertaining finish. so yeah. that might be one worth checking out yeah, tomorrow i would think uh missouri is the daddy for south carolina yes to put it frankly they have trouble there and you wonder how they respond after blowing that lead exactly. at home last week to florida uh we know how shade beaver responded yeah, by breaking his foot is he on crutches i haven't seen him. i yeah i haven't seen I, I we did find out what he kicked though a gatorade bucket apparently is okay. what it was all right that makes sense so obviously it wasn't empty no <laughs> Apparently, no, it was not. And I'll tell you what, Gatorade hits different on a college football sidelines. They, like, spike that Gatorade with something extra good. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but they have, like, different flavors than what you can get in the grocery store. I mean, I don't drink Gatorade a whole lot. Yeah, I love Gatorade. And there is something different. About, and they're like different colors. Hmm. I don't know. Josh said when he uh, wrestled, like they the trainers would kind of like make their own oh, concoctions. Little concoction. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a lime, fruit punch, orange. Those are my three go-tos. Okay. Yeah. So I, I switch it up depending on which one I'm in the mood for. So. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some. I've lime. always loved Gatorade, though. Yeah. Big Gatorade fan. But yeah, that's... Uh, don't kick it when it don't kick it when it's full. Yeah, when it's full. Yeah, yeah, I would think it would have to be full for you to break it. Uh so we got a college football on slate this weekend. Speaking of that Clemson and Miami game, you can hear that tomorrow right here on 7:30 the game. We will join in progress following Charlotte and ECU. A big one for both of these programs. And Mark, I know you and Bobby talked about it earlier this week, but you kind of vaguely or quickly asked me the question, not me, I answered anyways, uh, <laughs> yesterday about who's it more important for. Yes. And to me, it's Mike Houston because Biff Pogey isn't losing his job. He's not getting fired after this year. Now I have brought up every time, the more I, often I hear this man after a loss, the more defeated and dejected he is. So that scenario that you've brought up is like, if Bip just going to get up and head out, now you brought that maybe next season, the next couple of seasons. Yeah, I, I didn't think it happened that's after that's a possibility this, yeah. that he's like, nah, this isn't what I thought it would be. I, even like for a guy like that, though, I, I have a hard time believing that because he's talked so much, right? He's had so much belief. How do you then walk away after one season. And and the thing is with, with with Biff is look, he has had success on the football field, off the football field. Obviously in the financial world, he's been successful. He's been successful really at every level of coaching that he's ever done. He's coming from Michigan. And you do wonder how does this, you know, losing take its toll? You can you can hear it in his voice, as you just said, after these defeats. My it's the one thing you can't say about him is that he doesn't care. He's completely invested. You 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 can understand that. You can see that. You can hear that. That he's all in. This is not a guy who came into this half heartedly. Thought, hey, you know what? 
Yeah, let me try being a head coach at Charlotte. That's something I haven't done Unless yet. Unless he it's, walks away, then that feels like that sends a yeah, but and that's Again, why I, I don't think he's doing that. And because that. he's been successful, that's why I, I would be now surprised if he walks away because I don't think he wants this to be, you know, how this On is. Resume, I think he yeah. wants to see this through like. Here we go. <laughs> there you got me coughing. I, I, I didn't come here to fail. I came here to succeed. Yeah, uh, and, and so that's why I do think at Charlotte, they, they obviously have to turn it around. Will they turn it around this season? I don't know. But, you know, then the pressure is on Biff Pogey, and that'll be another, I guess, narrative to, to take a look at or that he'll be having a conversation around is in the pressure that is on Charlotte and Biff Pogey. Because if he's gone after this year, I'd say it was his decision to walk away. Again, I don't think that's happening. But next year, it's more of Mike Hill's got to make that decision and then kind of the importance there with Mike Hill in having that hire to begin with now for ECU they made a major mistake and giving uh and ripped up uh, Mike Houston's contract what a year and a half ago gave him a new five-year deal so you probably entered this season first of all we had higher expectations than we should have apparently for the Pirates but you entered the season thinking yeah Mike Houston he's good but now with how it's gone if it continues to go this bad there's no way this is a program that keeps Mike Houston around and probably to the relief right of a fan base because the defense is not all that bad but you almost had it's like you had one job Find a quarterback. Find a good enough quarterback. After uh, Ehlers, who has been there for years and years and yes. years. And 28 years, I believe, is yeah. what we <laughs> told it up to be. Uh, and, yeah, Molly, look, you get to a bowl game, and you feel like this thing is trending in the right direction, and then you have this year come about, and it's been a struggle, to say the least. And here comes Charlotte into Greenville tomorrow. It's homecoming. And the last thing you want, if you're Mike Houston and you're East Carolina, is to have Charlotte, an in-state school, that is also struggling, come into your stadium on homecoming for you and walk out of there with a win. And if you didn't think Mike Houston's seat was hot, if that happens, that seat will be scorching tomorrow if that's the case. So, yeah, this is this is big for both schools. As you said, probably for a couple of different reasons. Mike Houston feels like he might be actually you know coaching for his job here. Biff Pogey, not so much. But, man, you just feel like this program right now is in desperate need of a win it's been a long time since they've gotten one now uh, when it comes to under the radar college football games this was a topic yesterday we didn't get to it my answer as it was yesterday and who i am sunbelt fan apparently it was going to be marshall and james madison uh for that mm. under the radar football game now the game that james was three madison, to two there for a while yeah, last night. Uh, goes on to beat marshall 20 to 9 the dukes 7 and 0 on this season and are Marshall getting four and three. getting screwed because they can't go to a yeah, bowl game yeah, yes. because they went to you know division one which and, is a joke and i do know the bowl game is are they still not eligible to be in a championship this year because last year they were not yeah i don't know about the championship game i would assume that's the case because right you know but so it, it's, it's a joke it's that they so are not dumb. eligible for a bowl game being undefeated and their season's going to end, and that's going to be the end of it at, at the end of the regular season. Don't feel great about James Madison App State. No, no, nor, nor should you. <laughs> uh, this uh, later on this season. So that was going to be uh, my game. I know Bobby, he was actually going to go App State Old Dominion. I thought he was joking. I, I thought that was a joke. Um, I don't know where you are, your level of App State Old Dominion for that under the radar game, Mark, or just in general, uh, if you will even be watching. But I will go the game that I, I mentioned, and I struggled 
schedule just because South Carolina isn't all that good, but I will go Missouri and South Carolina okay. because South Carolina, maybe they could be good enough at a two and four football team again, coming off that bad loss to Florida this past weekend. But Missouri is just under the radar. I will throw this game out and look, it's two ranked teams, but it's still, I feel like under the radar because of what happened last week to one of these teams. I'll go Utah USC as a game that probably is not getting talked about as enough enough now since USC lost at Notre Dame last week, but yeah. I still have a lot of questions. Caleb Williams, can he respond? Can he somehow still find his way to New York, even though it right now doesn't feel like he's going to win the Heisman? Uh, you know, I'm going to pose the Bill Bender here in a little bit is about Lincoln Riley, his future at USC, because there's already starting the whispers. Could Lincoln Riley jump Which, to why? the NFL? Why do we do this? Why are we the way we are? We want there's people that just want him desperately in the NFL it's for some just, reason. Can we just not? He just signed a big deal at USC. They basically well, paid off his houses that. and stuff. Win big games. <laughs> when is this? Doesn't man matter, Molly's Lincoln Riley. Oklahoma or USC. Like Cliff Kingsbury. Give we, me we just a br- yeah, because that worked so well for the NFL <laughs> right. and Cliff Kingsbury. Yes. Now, yes, it worked well for Cliff Kingsbury just in life of life. I'm just asking a question. I'm not saying he should go to the NFL. I'm I just know, asking a question. I just, we're here yeah. already again with Lincoln Riley. Oh, Yes, we're here. Oh, I need his a quarterback's storyline. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's uh, work on something else there in college football. We will talk college football with Bill Bender of Sporting News next on the Afternoon Rush, 730 The Game.